A friend of mine who is a creative director approached me and said, hey, look, I think we should do this, but I think we should do this a different way. And I think we need to do this based around positivity, like finding the good in everything that everybody did. And suddenly there was this kind of moment of, um, do you know what? That is exciting. That is, um, that's not just, can I sell more units of a, you know, fizzy drink or, um, or, or, you know, sell stuff that people don't need, but what can we do that makes people feel good and it, and it kind of brings out positivity in every brand. Welcome to the Push To Be More podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. This is a show that talks about the stuff that makes life work and to help us do just that, Today I'm chatting with Caroline Paulson from Two Scoops over on the sunny island of New Zealand about where she has had to push through, what she does to recharge her batteries and to be as well as, well, what they're doing to be more. Now, the show notes and transcript from our conversation will be available on our website, which is pushtobemore.com. And if you're visiting the site whilst you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter? Because each week we will email you the links and and notes from the show automatically. They go direct to your inbox, totally free, which is amazing. Oh yes. Now this episode is brought to you by Orion Media, which helps entrepreneurs and business leaders like yourself set up and host and run their own podcast. Why would they do that? Why would you want to do that? Well, you know what? I have found running my own podcast to be insanely rewarding. It opens doors to amazing people like nothing else I have ever seen. I have built networks, made friends, had a platform to champion my customers, my team, my suppliers. And I think just about any entrepreneur and business leader should have their own podcast because it's had such a huge impact on my own business, which of course sounds great in theory, but in reality, well, there's a few things to think about, isn't there? Like, how do we set it up? How do we do distribution? How do we get the tech right? How do I even know what the right podcast strategy is, Matt? I mean, the list goes on. You see, I love talking to people, but not not necessarily all of that other stuff, if I'm honest with you. So our fab team at Orion Media takes it all off my plate. I get to do what I love and enjoy and I'm hopefully good at, and they brilliantly take care of the rest. So if you're wondering if podcasting is a good marketing strategy for you and your business, why not connect with them at orionmedia.com. That's orion, A-U-R-I-O-N media.com. And of course, we will link to them on the podcast website as well. So that's the show sponsor. Let's meet today's show guest, Caroline Paulson, a marketeer turned person-driven, a person, purpose-driven, let me get my own note right, a purpose-driven entrepreneur. She worked, check this out, at Wingnut Films for Peter Jackson on King Kong before moving to several advertising agencies and then client-side at the University of Canterbury. In 2022, she launched Two Scoops, a purpose-driven advertising agency that helps clients move beyond selling products and services and embrace their role in shaping a better future, which sounds amazing, if I'm honest with you. And when she's not running the business, she is a fab mom of two young boys who love outdoor adventures like skiing, 
boating and swimming around the beautiful coast of her native New Zealand. Sounds idyllic. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Uh, Caroline, welcome to the show. Great to have you. How are we doing today? Thank you, Matt. I'm really good. It's really good. I'm really excited to be here. And thank you for having me. Oh, no, it's great. It's always good to talk to uh, friends in New Zealand, which is just fab. Uh, you know, it's funny, isn't it? With technology, you're on the other side of the world. It's the other half of the day and the conversation is instant. It just blows my mind every time it happens. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? And, and we're always, a bit, you know, New Zealand always feels like another little poor cousin at the bottom of the world. And we're like, don't forget about me. We're down here too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never feel that way about New Zealand. I get to travel to New Zealand usually about once a year, um, although I've not been since COVID, funnily enough. But um, yep. I, try and, I try and make it over once a year. And I, I usually try and come over, <laughs> my little secret. I usually try and head to New Zealand about sort of Jan, Feb time. Because in England, by this point, I am done with the cold weather. I am done with the grey skies. And you have the most gorgeous, beautiful summers. And I'm catching the tail end of your summer, which is good for my skin because <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit pale. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I just I just love my little trips to, uh, to to the land of New Zealand there. Oh, good. Oh, yes, that's definitely the time to come. That's um, we're now all the leaves are turning and it's, um, it's very beautiful, but it's kind of got that feeling of, oh, no, here we go. We're going to get to winter. But that's yeah. OK. We have skin winter and all that kind of stuff. So we like to still get out and do stuff. I bet you do. I bet you do. Are you close to the mountains? We are. I mean, we're lucky. I'm in um, Altatahi Christchurch. And, um, you know, we, what we say is you can go for a surf in the morning and go for a ski in the afternoon. It's um hour and a half to the top of Mount Hutt. So, um, yeah, very lucky. So the best of both worlds, really. Yes. Yes. Not that I surf, but, you know, the options there if I wanted it. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I tried that once, <laughs> nearly killed myself, never doing it yeah. again. <laughs> so, Caroline, let's jump into the questions, right? And one of the favourite questions I have to ask guests, uh, and I've tried asking this question at different points in the show, so I'm still slightly experimenting. So we're going to dive straight into the deep questions. Um if you, this show is sponsored by Orion Media, right, which is all about helping uh, entrepreneurs set up and host their own podcast. So if you had your own podcast, right, and you could have anybody as a guest on your show, someone from the past, someone from the present, could be anyone that's had an impact on your life, whether a historical figure, family member, author, I don't know. I'm curious, who would be on your show and why? Such a good question. Such a good question. And it's a hard one. You know, where do you start? Um, <laughs> yeah. How many thousand completely... people can I have on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally left field here. Um, it's a good set the whole time. Um, do you know who my icon, who um, I think has done so much for feminism, for mm -hmm. LGBTQA uh, rainbow communities? Um, Dolly Parton. I know that's so random, but I just think she is an absolute legend. Um, people don't think of her as a feminist, but oh my gosh, she is. She does. She has played the world for the last, you know, whatever mm -hmm. years. Um, she's a philanthropist. She's the most incredible singer-songwriter. Um, and I would just love to sit down with Dolly Parton and try and just pick that brain and hear her stories um, and, 
You know, I just think she's a total trailblazer and she's awesome. And I don't think she gets, you know, she's not a joke. People used to think that, you know, she's the, 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 she's the butt of the joke, but actually she's the one making the millions and, and um, writing her, her story. Um, so I know that's probably quite random, but Dolly Parton would be my dream podcast. Wow. I'm, I'm not going to lie, uh, Caroline. I, I always try and sort of think, who are they going to say? And I've never got it. I've never got it right yet. You know, I mean, I could say the obvious things like uh, quite a few men when they come on the show will say, I'd love to talk to my dad, especially if their dad passed away when they were young um, or my granddad. Do you know what I mean? It's this sort of the male yeah. role model figures in their life. Um, what does tend to happen is ladies choose ladies and men choose men, which is, you know, I, I don't know if I don't want to read anything into that. I'm just stating a fact. But I did not have on my list anywhere Dolly Parton. I'm not going to lie. Um, and so it's intrigued me that you've chosen Dolly Parton because Dolly Parton, um, Dolly Parton is of a certain era. And I, I, I'm, I hope I'm not being rude. I didn't put you in that era. Uh, I thought you were younger, uh, if I'm honest with you. But she's, she's an extraordinary lady, isn't she? And I, I don't know if you've ever been to Dollywood uh, in the States. No, no it's Dolly on the back of Oh, is it on the back? So <laughs> I had um, the pleasure of going to Dollywood pretty, wow, pretty close. Yeah, yeah, pretty close to when it opened. Um, I was staying with some friends in North Carolina, uh, which is, I used to live in North Carolina for a few years. And I was, I'd gone back to the States, was staying with some friends. And they're like, Matt, we're going to the mountains. Do you want to come? I was like, sure, I could want to come to the mountains. Why would I not want to go? And they were like, uh, and we're going to go to Dollywood. <laughs> and I was like, Hmm. Dollywood. Okay. And the thing that I remember uh, about Dollywood was the ice cream was phenomenal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's on your bucket list. Oh, I mean, yeah, I just, it's so random. And when people say that Dollywood exists, you just think it's its a—it's a, something that somebody's made up. But um, she's just hilarious. She's amazing. Mm. And, um, what else, other than the ice cream? What else did you do? You just wandered around and yeah, I mean it was, a, it was a nice theme park, and they had they had some live music on, and um, obviously a lot of country music going on, and it was just it was a great day. I was I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Now this is going back x amount of years. I genuinely couldn't say what twenty five, maybe thirty years. I can't remember. Um, so I, it's it's not like I've been with my kids, but. Um, but yeah, Dollywood's a real place. Who knew? And I good on her. It's still going. And, um, you know, she's still got a voice. And um, I still love the movie Nine to Five. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she's still relevant, even though I'm a little bit younger than, than when she was at her probably singing heyday. Um, mm -hmm. You know, she's still relevant. And she's on TikTok. So, you know. <laughs> oh, is she? She's on TikTok. Okay, fair enough. I did not know that. What I can tell you is a friend of mine, a, a beautiful lady friend of mine, who um, I just adore. She's just fantastic. She used to live with us years ago. Um, she had breast cancer um, and had to have a, a whole bunch of surgery, went through a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and so um, in Facebook and the, the groups and stuff, uh, what does she call herself? The Adventures of Dolly or something? Anyway, she connected herself with Dolly Parton. Everything she posted on uh, on social media became about Dolly Parton, which was great, you know, and she was using Dolly Parton to get through the, the breast cancer, which was, yeah. was, was lovely. Brilliant. Um, yeah. So, yes, uh, I, I I like Dolly. I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm a Dolly fan. So. Get it. <laughs> That's awesome. Dolly Parton. Anybody else? Who else would you have on your show? Um, you know, if, 
And so I really wanted to kind of be within the industry where I am in marketing and advertising. The person who has kind of made me understand marketing um, and delivers it in a way that I is entertaining um, is a man called Mark Ritson. I don't have you heard of Mark Ritson. He's in, no. He's a British guy, but he's an Australian academic. Oh my God, you must listen to some of his podcasts. I mean, it's probably quite boring for you, but he's <laughs> he's like an anti-academic. Like he's, I mean, they're unfortunate to the university for 10 years. I know what they're like, but he just <laughs> delivers marketing theory in a brutal, sweary, um, you know, matter of fact, um, hilarious way. And I've learned more, I reckon, in the last kind of, Five to ten years that I ever did when I was sitting at university and, you know, in the game often. Um, and then he just kind of helps me keep on top of things and keep things mm. relevant. Um, and he offers the mini MBA um, over in, like, at the University of Tasmania, which I haven't done, but I should do it. Um, but he's just a really good person to kind of, like, you know, I listen to his podast. Podcasts mm. are just amazing. I, I love them. I mean, yeah, I've come it's to great, them. yeah. Yeah, too late. But I would now we just champion it to all our clients. And I, you know, if you want to start building, you know, influence, opinions, all that kind of stuff, you've got to get on this. Um, but yeah, Mike Ritson, he 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 is hilarious. And of course, my you know, my my mother when she was younger, baby, or you know, he's he's the stories of but you know, we go you could just keep going and going, couldn't you? Great. Oh, you, can. you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's a facet. And some people really struggle to answer this question, um, which is why we now tell people ahead of time we're going to ask it to give them time to think because it's like, oh, who, I, who do I pick? I don't know. It's like we break out into a cold sweat. It's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's like, so, do I need to sound really intelligent or, you know, do I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you don't have to sound intelligent on this podcast because I host it, uh, so it's it's totally fine. So, what was um, so you listened to the Mark Ritson then? So, you obviously you're into marketing. Two Scoops is a is a, your agency. So, what was the? Tell us about the moment then when you realised that you wanted to leave behind traditional advertising, start Two Scoops. What was the driving be uh, driving force sort of behind? that decision um, and, and how have you gone to bring that vision to passing your life? Yes. Um, essentially, I mean, you may have noticed that the world is looking pretty grim out there and we're, you know, we're recession, we're post, we're COVID, you know, we're mm-hmm. kind of post-COVID, we, but it's, we're still kind of living it um, and, and the fallout from it, um, global warming, even, you know, you turn on the news, it's just so grim. It's so grim, the world is so grim. And um, I have kind of, I was looking for a change, you know. Um, I had been working client-side at Mark Major at the University of Canterbury for 10 years, which was um, amazing. And, you know, it was, we had a, in 2011, there was a, a, a major earthquake in Christchurch um, with kind of a loss of life, which was quite a lot for a small country like us. You know, whole city rebuilt, yeah, was, yeah. and yeah, and so you know, we I kind of came in to the university after that, and we had to kind of tell students come to this university, and um, well, you know, you have a city, there's you know, no part time jobs because you know everyone's just trying to get back on their feet. So it was a very challenging, but incredibly rewarding ten years at the university, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we've recovered to 
higher than, you know, pre-earthquake numbers, things like that. Um, and it was time I needed to move on. I needed to kind of let someone else come in and, and take the reins there. Um, but I just, nothing got me excited. Um, okay. And I thought, you know, I'd like to go back to an agency world. And I just thought, I don't want to, you know, I... If I'm honest, you know, going through all this process of changing, and I and I'm, I'm not even sure I want it. So, um, a friend of mine who is a creative director approached me and said, "Hey, look, I think we should do this, but I think we should do this a different way, and I think we need to do this based around positivity, like finding okay. the good in everything that everybody did." And suddenly there was this oh, kind of moment of um, do you know what? That is exciting. That is, um, that's not just, can I sell more units of a, you know, fizzy drink or, um, or, or, you know, sell stuff that people don't need, but what can we do that makes people feel good? And it, and it kind of brings out the positivity in every brand and, you know, brands are on a different journey for this. And, um, some are very obvious, um, where their positivity lies and some we really have to, um, dig deep to see what 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 good they're doing um but we just kind of think that if you tell good stories and 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 talk about the good of what what's mm. happening then your engagement with your audience is just naturally going to be it's going to come it's going to come mm. um and it just feels like the right thing to do and nobody was doing it nobody was kind of basing their agency or their, their work on positivity. There are sustainability um, uh, yeah. agencies in New Zealand. Probably, this is New Zealand, so I'm sure in the world, definitely there's people doing it. But um, yeah, we just thought, let's just do it. Yeah. It was just one of those, okay, let's do, let's do this. Let's see if we can make this work. Um, wow. Yeah, and um, and then so we, we kind of set up a business plan, um, kind of gave ourselves a time you know, to resign from our other jobs. Um, and then on the 1st of April last, I'm sorry, 1st of July last year, we, we were, I mean, we'd been kind of building it up for nearly six months before that, but um, we we started full-time at Tuscope, um with no clients, which was very scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. scary. Um, but I think we were both just at the let's, you know, do it. Um, mm. And we, I had a, we had this three of us. Um, so I always have, we have a, a digital director as well. Um, so we've kind of, you know, got creativity, um, client services and um, the digital side. So it's kind of a nice little trilogy of the offering that we have, which kind of means we can kind of do anything and everything. And then we tap into a network of um of different um, people that we know who can mm. deliver the projects we need to deliver. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of in a nutshell how Two Scoops came about. Um, and we've, you know, we've just had such a positive response from all of our clients who some come to us because of that positive angle and some mm. come to us because of a relationship we've had and then we have to bring them on board of that kind of positive journey. What, you know, what are we doing? Let's, let's go for this angle. Um, and it's just so rewarding. It's amazing. Yeah. Right. And management is there, but it's kind of the, the proof is that people do want to see good news stories and things like that. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I, you know, um, I'm listening to you talk and you're talking about finding the possible, uh, the 
positivity and how there was excitement in that. And then I, my brain instantly creates a connection because as you are talking, I, I'm seeing Dolly Parton again in my head because, you know, she is, she, I've never, I've never seen her not positive. I think uh, whenever I've seen her, she's like Mrs. Positive and is always, you know, really kind and, and gracious with people. Um, and so Two Scoops in effect is modeled off Dolly Parton, uh, is, uh, is <laughs> subconscious sort of uh, connection there. Um, so it's interesting that, this sort of this positivity side of things then so let's talk about that a little bit if we can because i'm curious to know what was it about that you know you said that there was this kind of moment this ah, moment i think you called it i, I can't repeat the, the musical tone but um <laughs> um what was it about that that drew you in was it was it something that was immediately obvious to you that was missing from the roles that you'd had previously working in that agent uh, in that industry? Um, not so much. Do you know? I think it's potentially because it was coming from us and that we could drive the ship. Um, you know, like we could build it to how we thought was the right thing to do instead of kind of jumping on board. Like it felt. We authentically wanted to do this. It wasn't just, uh, here's a gap in the market, let's try and jump on that and, um, you know, get for a job of, you know, people feeling crap, let's go, you know. Um, so, I mean, I think it, it was something that we could own. That was mm. the really exciting thing about it. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something you can own, and it's a good thing to own. It's better than doing it in, in the negatives. So I guess if Donald Trump came to you and said, I need some help, <laughs> it's like, yes, yes. we, we just, I, I don't do know we, if we're... The, we've had these discussions too about, you know, what do we do if we have a, a, a trippy current, you know, like a big oil coal or something like that. It, I mean, we, we haven't had this. <laughs> they haven't approached us yet. Um but it is, it's a really, you know, we have to, we have a moral compass that we need to mm -hmm. direct to and, and, you know, straight, stay true to the brand. Um, but, you know, it, it's a tricky one because you kind of have to make sure, well, you know, we do work with construction companies, things like that. And, um, you know, they may, they're on a journey, they're not there, mm. but we, there are good things that they're doing, whether in sustainability, diversity, and bringing on more female. Um, people in their teams, you know, there there are things that you can do, but yeah, I would definitely draw the line at Donald Trump. Um, there, there's no, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mr. Donald, Trump, I'm not, I'm not picking up. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, no loss there then, really. Um, so, so I, when did Two Scoops start? Uh, last June. So we are a very young company, very mm -hmm. young company. So with that comes. You know, I can't ring up the finance department to ask something because that's me now. And, you know, <laughs> learning to run a business and we're just sitting in a room like, my goodness, what what do we do? Or, um, you know, the, one of the biggest lessons for us so far, I'm sure we've got many more lessons to come. Um, you know, like we're, we're crazy. We've, we've launched a business post-COVID world and um, everybody's going into a recession, you know, we're in a recession, mm -hmm. you know, inflation's at an all-time high and all this exciting thing. But, um, you know, we what we've learned is cash flow is just king and it's really difficult. And, I mean, it's probably the UK and, and Northern Hemisphere, you know, I'm sure you guys probably shut down 
over is it July and August? Well, you know, New Zealand shuts down over December, January. Yeah. Well, not December, busy. Um, but January, February, it was dead, yeah. and we were like, "Wow, we need to plan for this next year." So, there's all sorts of kind of running a business is so different from your core. Every, you know, and, and every every company is like this. But you know, running a business and your core offer of what you deliver, um, and making sure you get balance right. So it, it's 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 a learning process, um, and it's hard, but it's it's good. It's good. Um, we're all we all play a part in that, you know, with it, mm-hmm. you know, because you're a creative director doesn't mean that you, you, you are part of those finance talks either. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good team. Yeah. That's interesting. So you're fairly new business. You're, you're figuring out that cash flow is king. Uh, some, it is an important lesson to learn, I feel. Uh, you know, cash is, 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 is really important. Yeah, I mean, you know, for us here in the UK, we are, I'm always aware that August is a month where nothing really happens, um, yes. and you just you have to mitigate for that. You have to plan for that. Um, yeah. So I imagine that's your January time, isn't it? Really, and you just kind yes. of like, well, whatever. It's just everything's on shutdown, so I might as well just close the doors and go light the barbecue. You know? Um, yeah, you're right. It's just one of those, isn't it? So what if, what is? Um, I mean, running a bit going from working for someone to running a business is, is a pretty big leap, right? And um, I guess if people are listening to the show that maybe are thinking about doing that, um, what would you, what are some of the challenges that you faced? Or what, I guess another way to think about this is if you could go back in time a couple of years and have a conversation with yourself that's getting excited about a positive uh, ads agency, what advice would you, would you give yourself? Um, plan, 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 plan everything. So you need to know what you need to be bringing into the company, um, you know, and you need to have a real, you know, start from the beginning and think about what is your purpose as a company and kind of, and because we're marketers, we kind of do that. So we, we were okay around that. You know, we had this idea of the positivity, but, you know, it was only about two months ago we sat into a workshop internally, which we do with our clients all the time, and we haven't done it for ourselves. It's like a chef who goes home and doesn't cook, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we sit down and we wrote our brand positioning, and um, I actually think it would have been so different if we had actually done it at the start, but it, okay. it's so good to do that and keep evolving. Mm. Um, so you have this kind of North Star that you are all working towards, um, and then you, you need to work out, you know, how much money do I need to survive? What is my time? You know, what is the kind of point that this is going to work anymore? You know, we those kind of horrible, scary questions that you kind of um, you need to plan for. Um, get the right support. So I know it's horrible and it's to have to spend money when you know you've got no money coming in. But you know, speak to the lawyer first. Make sure you get everything um, drawn up. You know, agreements with the stakeholders. You know, we, we've got even stakeholders. Um, uh, shareholder, sorry, and um, you know, I've got an accountant who is incredible, and I just am such a pain because I'm just, uh, you know, and I've broken something on you know the software that we use, and he just goes in and fixes it all. Or what is what is this tax, you know? And they explain it. It's, uh, it's all you know, mm-hmm. very new. So get the support you need because that will actually, in the long term, make things so much easier. Um, 
And just be brave. Just make sure it's the right timing for you. Like, you know, I actually, I couldn't have launched two scoops three years ago. That wasn't the right time for me. My children were too young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just didn't have the security that, you know, if this fails, then what's my next, you know, what what's the backup from that? So, um, yeah, I think timing, timing is really important. But, mm. um, but you know, be, be also brave. Be brave. And, um, you know, it's so hard to run your own business, but it's so rewarding. And, you know, you don't mind doing the late nights um, because it means I pick up my kids from school now. I, you know, we mm-hmm. send them after school journey and she would take them to all their sports practices and, and all that kind of stuff. And just because I had to, there was, no, there was no other options. And sure. um, now I'm involved in their life. And then I come home and then I'll jump on my computer and keep going. And, you know, you can kind of, you don't mind doing it because it's it's what you want to do. So um, mm. that's a really rewarding part of it. It's scary, but the rewards kind of outweigh that. Yeah, that's fascinating. So the uh, I was gonna I was gonna ask how you found it now running a business with two. How old are your kids? Uh, so well, they're ten and eight now. So okay, so, so pretty young. good age. Well, yeah, not so young, but they're a pretty good age and they can take care of themselves fairly fairly well. I would have thought. Um, so have have how's the family found it with you starting and running a business sort of during recession time post COVID? Mum's excited about this project. She's nervous about this project. She's excited about this project. She's nervous about. Th- have 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 you balanced that whole family thing uh, whilst growing two scoops? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard it's hard, but it's hard working full time for anybody, right? So you know. Um, you know, they just kids are so resilient. They just they just accept whatever's going on half the time. You know, they. Um, I mean, I think they like that I'm around more after school, mm. and I'm helping them off. At, well, they actually, they used to. We've just moved house, and they used to walk to school themselves and bring themselves home, which is fantastic. And now that doesn't happen. I don't know why we've moved further away, but. Um, <laughs> Because well, this house has got a basketball ring, uh, which you can see on the video. Right. Yeah, behind. So, just to be clear on this: behind Caroline is a basketball ring on the wall, which is why I mentioned that. Sorry. Um, but you know, that means so supportive. Um, mm. and I'm just happy to have. You know, I'm turning up. The other day, one of them had cross country. I would have never have been able to sneak away. I mean, I should have, but you know, life. You, you know, when you're working it, you know. Yeah. The your nine to five it and you're like, no, I've got meetings that day. There's no way I can make it, but you probably could, but I didn't. And mm. now I'm always there. Yeah, you know, I'll pop down, watch them run, head back home, back to the office and um, and keep working. So I think they like that. And my husband's really supportive. I mean, um, because of him that I was able to kind of make the leap, we kind of worked mm. out to, to give enough that, that if, you know, I can't pay myself this week, you know, is that what does that mean, um, or or anything like that? So um, I think it's just been a, and I think they've seen that I'm happier. You know, like I've, yeah. I've got more. You know, talk about being a purpose driven agency, but I'm a purpose driven person. We had said I'd be going people driven as well, but um, you know, you just kind of feel happier within yourself. That's really fascinating, isn't it? And I, I like how you've, because quite often people think I'm going to start a new business and it's going to be all consuming. But what it sounds like is actually you started a business and it, and yes, it was consuming, but it freed you up 
in the hours where you needed to be free with the for the kids, right? You could be you could dictate that a little bit more. Whereas um, for whatever reason, when you're doing full time work, that's not always that straightforward, right? Right. Exactly right. Exactly right. And you may have, you know, as I mentioned, you know, late nights and like, I've just got to get this out. But it's, you know, the quietest, you know, everyone's in bed and actually I'm smashing out a proposal for a client or whatever's going on. Um, so, yeah, that flexibility is is everything. And I think in a, you know, even, you know, COVID actually meant that we can work from home and we can work, mm. you know, on, you know, we've got teams on our phones all the time, you know, I'm out go for a walk at lunchtime and I never ever could do that I was like oh I have not done any exercise for that today I feel um and I'll be like right I've got half an hour I can have to whip around the block and I'm sitting there and this is terrible as well but you know you switch off but it's better I'm moving than sitting here and I'm on teams still working going around the block and you know COVID has given us all these systems you know whether they were there or not before I don't know but we've all kind of adopted them now Mm. um that we can kind of be anywhere and everywhere and get stuff done. Um, but also knowing when to switch off is always a hard one. And, and it's, you can't really do that a lot when you're trying to get a business going. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, it, it's okay. You know, I don't feel I, I want to do it, you know, which is, which is amazing. So how do you manage then that sort of work-life balance? Because um, yeah, I, I mean, I run my own businesses, right? So I I, I know how all-consuming it can be if you let it. Um, yes. And and here you are, you're you're sort of a year into the journey. You've you've got the family, you've got the kids. You you know, um, how do you how do you manage your work-life balance? Um, I'm a bit of a planner, you know. Like I have lists everywhere. Plan, plan, plan. Um, yep. Plan, plan, plan. plan yes. Um, you know, like I kind of know how the week's going to mm. go. There's, if I'm not picking up boys or, or whatever's happening, um, there's somebody else who's going to be there. Um, you know, I just, I work when I can and, um, yeah, and just, I, I just make it happen. You just have to make it happen. And, and you do switch off like when you need to go to the cross country and you walk away and you mm. go there. And it only actually takes 50. I mean, we're very lucky in New Zealand, especially Christchurch. It's not hard to get around and it's a small place, but mm. I can just go up to the school, watch it and come back. Um, but you just you just make it happen and, and, and prioritise what the most important things are for you. And um yeah, you just, I just kind of, at the moment, it, it's okay. And it, there are, mm. I mean, a hundred, there are the weird time when it's like, wow, oh, I've got deadlines and I've got, um, we're talking to three different clients uh, this morning and where am I going to get this done? Um, yeah. But then there's times that aren't like that as well. So um, it just, it just kind of, you, you just have to utilize the time you have mm. as well as you can. And, and um, yeah. It, it, it just it, it seems to be working, and and there, there, there seems to be a balance at the moment. Yeah. So what um, what sort of things then do you do to sort of fill your tank? So you you you're pretty good at managing the work life balance, and I agree. I, I it's interesting you listening to you talk because I I always say to people there are seasons, and um, there are going to be seasons when life is busy. There's going to be seasons where life isn't so busy. 
And as long as you understand it's a season, i.e. it has a start date and an end date, right? Mm -hmm. And and everyone's aware of that. So for me, my wife, my, my kids are aware that we're just in a bit of a busy season at the moment. But I think it will be over in approximately two or three weeks time. And then everyone's like, okay, yeah. cool. We can, you know what I mean? Everyone knows where they are on the planet. And I think having that conversation on a regular basis with your family saves your marriage, uh, if I'm honest with you, when you run a business. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I like the fact you're talking about seasons and uh, recognizing that, which is great. So what do you do when it's busy or when it's not so busy to sort of recharge your batteries to to make sure that actually you're sharp, that you are positive? Mm, Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I mean, for me, I need to, when I say exercise, but, you know, I'm not going, I'm too, my bones have given up for running and things like that now. (laughs) Yeah, mine too. I'm out. I'm out. No more. you know, I bike into work every morning, um, you know, when I'm in the office, um, and that sets me up already. You know, I've got a clear head to just get into the day. Um, mm. And you, instead of arriving at, you know, Monday morning, walk into the office just like, ugh, what have I got to do? I'm like, you know, it's mm. it's just the blood's flowing already. So that's... I mean, we, again, we're very lucky that we can kind of do that with the cycle paths here that we can use. But mm. um, that, that's a really good everyday thing that I can kind of just keep keep um, going. Um, we, you know, we were out um, with the boys down at the rugby field, kicking the ball. You know, they're in a holiday program at the moment because it's school holidays here. Take a ball to go pick them up. And we just kicked the ball for 10 minutes but between coming home again because I'm like once I'm home I need to be on my computer now so I'm not mum's not going to be I you just free range you know you're looking mm. after yourselves pick the ball for 10 minutes and <clears throat> you do that and then and then you know you get that out so you just I, I guess we I let these kind of little opportunities where they when they present themselves um yeah. to do some active, active yeah, activity is is kind of um it's an important part of our life so uh, the, the the cycling to work thing. Um, have you always done that? No, I haven't. I haven't. That has been something I I started doing when I was at the university. Um, gosh, we we decided. I think the boys, the the youngest one was five, and we were we went to do something called the rail trail. I don't know if you've done the rail trail but in any of your time been in New Zealand. No, so no. it's an old trail uh rail trail funny that in central otago which is at the bottom of the, the the south island and it's starting you know and um because it's a rail trail it's quite gradual so you know five you know it's a it's a it was a four-day bike ride mm. um and you, you stop off at little towns on the way and have lunch and and stay at like airbnbs or, or little towns um mainly that there were some motels um, and I thought, oh my goodness, I haven't sat in a bike for a, a long time. Um, I, well, I had one that was gathering dust in the garage. And um, so I thought, do you know what? I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, we'll go out on the weekends and do a bike ride, but I need to get bike ready. You know, I need my bum yeah, to be yeah. bike ready. to be sitting on a bike for three days. So I started biking to work, you know, and it was only 15 minutes each way. But, you know, I just was like, oh my gosh, I'm, off, I'm in a, I'm a car off the road. 
you know, I'm not emitting mm. carbon. Um, I feel good when I'm doing this. Um, like, why am I not been doing this before? And, mm. and also, re, you know, with the kids were younger and I had to draw one at daycare and there, there was reasons why it was going to be harder sure. to, 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 um, to bike. But since then, I just, I haven't looked back and I just think it's so easy. And mm. it even, you know, I'll be like, oh, we're out of milk, jump on my bike, go up to the dairy or news agent, like what you guys say. Um, and I'm like, this is, again, there's a car off the road. It, it, it just, it's, why aren't we all doing this, you know, um, where we can. I know some countries are excellent at doing it and, and, um, and New Zealand's not bad, but um, mm. it, it kind of a bit of a, a real, cha- it was a real shift in my brain. So yeah. Just jumping in the car to go get milk. It's like, I don't need a car. So, and we, we dropped down to a one car family. Um, okay. The, um, which is, again, I don't, it's probably quite normal in the UK, I don't know, but in New Zealand, like everyone gets around in cars and it's, and, and they don't need to. So, mm. um, some, sometimes logistically on Saturday morning sports, it's, that's, it's a challenge, but you know, it's a bit of a just once in a while getting an Uber. Um, yeah. they'd have a car sitting out the front there that, that you're not using. So, um, yeah, I, I yeah, it, it, it was, it was, it's cold. I love being yeah. a bike. No, I, I, I'm totally, I'm smiling because I'm totally with you in the sense that one of the best things I've ever spent my money on was a few years ago, I bought an electric bike. Now you see the problem I have, uh, Carolyn, is that um, I, I'm a typical bloke, right? And I, I appreciate I'm stereotyping when I say this, but basically it means that when I go from A to B, I want to get from A to B as fast as is humanly possible. So when I cycled to work, I, I had a road bike, it was carbon fiber. I had, you know, I had the, the shoes and the, 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 you know, the clever pedals. I was like, cause yeah. I wanted to get there quick and cause that's just my nature. And yeah then I would turn up to the office just absolutely soaked. So then we had to go, well, can I build a shower at the office? Because no one wants to sit next to this for the rest of the day. Let me see. <laughs> and so we started to, I started to create problems. I solved problems, but I created problems. And I tried to cycle in a way that didn't, you know, that didn't raise my heart rate massively, which meant cycling at a sort of average speed. And I just couldn't do it. And so, and of course, um, every other day, pees it down with rain here doesn't it in england and so and so i bought this electric bike and it meant i could get to work just as fast but i didn't turn up in a full state of sweat i was actually quite all right and it 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 worked out remarkably well and i just i just love getting on that bike taking my life into my own hands because that's often what you do on the roads of liverpool Um, and you avoid the potholes and you avoid the rain and the crazy drivers and you get to work uh, and it's just, I tend to find if I cycle to work, the day feels better. And yes. I don't know why that is. I'm sure some scientists can tell me, but that's just my observation. Yes, oh, 100%. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, I, the blood's flowing. You're already, mm-hmm. you're already ready to go, right? Yeah, totally. And you've got a million ideas. I mean, to be fair, if I'm driving, I'm listening to podcasts. And so I've got to, you know... I, yeah, I, 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 the other thing that I purchased because I was like, well, I want to listen to podcasts while I'm cycling, but of course I don't want something in my ears because that would be a little bit stupid. Um, and yes. so then I got those, uh, those, I don't know if you've seen them, the Aftershocks or Open Shocks, not Aftershocks, Open Shocks. They're headphones which sit on the bones uh, oh. just in front of your ears. 
and they're ju it's just remarkable. It's, I don't quite understand how it works, but I can hear the music brilliantly or the podcast, and I can also hear everything to do with the traffic. And so, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, really okay. clever. Oh, really we're going to look at all yeah, open shocks, I think they're called. Um, and yeah, shocks is a bizarre name to give to headphones because I'm like, that's not that's not the kind of headphone I want. <laughs> um, but <laughs> they need help with uh, with their marketing. You should give them a ring. Um, so you've got this positive agency, and I'm I'm kind of curious in the sense how it actually works, right? So I come knock on your door. I'm a client. How do you help me kind of discover the good and elevate my story? What's your, I don't know, I don't, I'm not asking what your secret source is, but I guess how, how if I'm thinking, if I'm sat here listening to you talk and um, talk about the, the agency and stuff, I'm like, well, Caroline, how do I do that? How do I, how do I get it to be a bit more positive, right? Yeah, and it's, it's not super, I mean, you know, sometimes it's super easy and we, it's immediately like, um, uh, you know, some of our clients you walk in and you just, it's, it's a, an outdoor company and they have on the side a repairs business. So they don't really talk about it that much, but my gosh, the stuff that they're keeping out of landfill because they, they sew mm. up sleeping bags and they, that little rip in your tent. It's like, why are you not telling this story? This is amazing. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we find that out and we, we sit down and we really dig deep and we have workshops with our clients and kind of, um, go through all sorts of strange and wonderful kind of exercises that they're looking at us going, why are you, why am I, you asking me to draw something? And, and it's, it's often it's the conversation that they're having with the other, you know, to, um, you know, people, pe people that they work with, um, that we're getting the real insights of what's going on, um. But those are the actual drawing of what you think mm. is your client or anything, uh, ideal customer. Um, and so we just, you know, we, we dig and dig and we try and find that angle. And that, that's, it's, it's, it's a challenge, but that's what we're here to do. And, um, we, you know, we, we love to find those really tricky ones. You know, we have an engineer, you know, structural geotechnical engineering firm and man, that's dry and that's difficult. <laughs> and we're in that process. And we haven't, we haven't found the secret source of that one yet. So, but we, we're figuring it out with them. Um, you know, they're not, you know, so you say the word sustainability and they kind of blade it over and, um, it's like, okay, well, that's not where we're going to go with that. But guess what? Actually, you look around in your room and you've got a really diverse group of people here, which I don't mm. think is, normal uh, that's not you know engineering students yeah. coming out of universities here are probably 80 percent males and a lot of them are white males really? and so they yucks um so um because that's not usually the the, the the that ratio of of white males coming out of university is that a is that a kiwi thing because that 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 statistic surprises me if i'm honest with you that it's yeah that uh, well just because of COVID, we've had the, the borders shut, so international students have right. been coming in. Um, mm. So, and so, not eighty percent white men, but eighty percent males. Um, mm. And it's you know it's changing, and it's a difficult one because it actually starts at schools telling mm. girls that they can do these STEM um, subjects and that yeah. they can these things. So, it's there's a bit there's a real flow and effect going on here, but. Um, you know, that, so that that is reflected when you walk into an, an engineering um, agency. So uh, engineering firm, sorry. So 
um, you know, it's, you know, we walked in and we had the session with them, and I looked around and, and it was like, gosh, you actually have a, a it was heavily male skewed, but there was um, Filipino, there was Indian, there was there was a, a bigger range of yeah. People. Well, tell these stories, but put put profiles on your social media and tell these stories about that you're you know you're an open and and, and um, inclusive environment. I mean, you've got to make sure you're authentic doing it, but sure. um, you know stuff that they've just been it's like, oh, well, this is what it is, you know. It doesn't I don't know. Um, uh, so you're kind of having to kind of teach them to, to, to kind of find these stories um, and and tell them. Um, and these are the channels that you need to tell them on um, if you want to kind of grow your business and, and attract talent. You know, one of the mm. other hard things was for engineering firms to attract talent. So this is a mm. win-win. You can um, attract the talent and then get the big job. So, you know, it, 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 it's really kind of getting in there and, and finding those good stories um, and... Yeah, so some are obvious and some are yeah. more challenging. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm uh, listening to you talk about the guy say what is what it is, you know, because it's, 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 I don't know what it is about the human condition which finds it very tricky to, unless, and again, I'm stereotyping, you happen to live in the US. I don't think they suffer with this that much over there. But the ability to uh, expand on your good qualities. So... You know, what's good about you? What do you like about yourself? What, how do you positively think about yourself? It's a very tricky question to answer. But if you yes. turn around to someone and say, well, what do you not like about yourself? What well, just sit down and let me tell you, I've got an encyclopedia of these kind of things that we can go through, right? And it's, it's funny how the human condition is, is, is happy to talk about what's wrong with us um, and happy to accept the negatives and they find it hard to talk about the positives, right? Right. Absolutely, 100%. So we're here to kind of help people with that. Um, but, I mean, in New Zealand, it's literally called tall poppy syndrome. Like, you don't stick your head above the parapet and, you know, just stay down, don't make a noise, mm. just get on with it, you know. Um, so it's a real mind shift for some of our clients. Some of them are not so bad. But, um, you know, that's such a good example. There's that really famous Dove campaign. I can't remember when it came out, but... Um, you know, it had these women and they said, explain yourself or draw yourself. And, um, and you know, so they did. And they're like, oh, this is my hair that's really fuzzy mm. and this is where I don't like my chin and all this kind of stuff. And then they got somebody else in there and said, can you draw this person? And then they said, look at her beautiful eyes. And, you know, like you just, mm. yeah, that, that change of what you see in yourself versus what you're externally is seen is, yeah. it's, it's so, yeah, it's fascinating. It is. It is. It's a whole other podcast is what that is. Yes. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's something. But for now, because time is against us, uh, I'm going to oh. turn to the question box, the bit everybody loves to dread uh, on, oh. the, on the Push to Be More podcast. So we've got the question box. Dun, dun, dun. I open it slowly. I remove the questions. If you're wondering, listener, uh, what is happening because you're listening rather than watching on the on the old YouTube, I have a deck of cards in my hand. They are random question cards, which I have not created. Uh, I've purchased at some point in my checkered past. I'm going to flick through. Uh, Caroline, you're going to say stop. And wherever we stop, that's the question you're going to get. Stop. Oh, we're getting close stop. to the end. Stop. I'm, I'm like, whew. Okay. I want you to know... <laughs> This question especially, you were the one that told me to stop when I stopped. Oh, right. no. Gosh. Okay. So this is quite a fascinating question. For you, 
what would be a good death? Sounds a bit morbid, oh. but it's also quite an interesting question. That is an interesting question. Um, do you know, and, and it's it's kind of stuff that we've, in New Zealand, we've just had the euthanasia bill passed as well, you know. and, and Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, Did not know Which that. has been quite controversial. And, I bet. Um, it's it's really kind of um, you start to kind of question these things, and all these stories have come up. Of, you know the, the the pros and con, you know the people for and against this, and you know some like heartbreaking stories, right? So, I mean, I think a good death is one that's obviously you know you're surrounded by people you love. Mm. It's it's I'd like to not know it's coming. Uh, you know. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, yeah. You're you're with people you love. You you've um, you're of sound mind, and mm. you've kind of felt like you, you know, nobody's got a perfect life, but you've kind of settled into who you are, and and you're satisfied with um, that you've you know, if you've had children, that you've brought up good little human beings, and you see mm. yourself a good little good little human being too, um, and just you know. One night, go to sleep, and then that's it. I think that would be very morbid, isn't it? But, you know, I think, wouldn't that just yeah. be the dream when everybody... I don't know if it's morbid. I think it's a, it's an interesting question to ponder because, obviously, it's, it's coming. We can't escape it. It's the death and mm. taxes are two things we can't escape. And the two things that we hate talking about, death and taxes, right? Yes. Um, and so for what would be a good death, I just think it's a great question. I think, for me, it's a life well-lived. Uh, would, yeah. I don't know if that's. A, it sounds like it's a saying somewhere. Life well lived is a good, a good death. But I, I think you're right. You don't want to be a burden on anybody, your your wife or your kids. Um, so you want to be of sound mind. You want to be of sound body. But you want to. I think you want to be able to stand there at the end of your life, look back on it, and go, "That was a life well lived." Um, yeah. There was opportunities that I missed, but I, I. I, I took some of the ones that were in front of me and I, I, I felt like we gave it a good bash, right? Um, yeah, fascinating one. And so uh, for you, if I can maybe further this question very slightly in the, in the last few minutes, what, what happens when you die? What's your uh, belief there? My belief is that's it. I, think, I, think, I don't think there's anything more after that. Um, yeah, I... I just think that that's the end. Um, and I know that's quite confronting for some people um, and not comforting. And, and I think, you know, people can believe mm. to what they, they, they need to believe or want to believe or will truly believe in. Um, yeah, for me, I think, I think it's the end where we're popped on this earth, we've, we've evolved as these kind of single-celler beavers that have suddenly become, you know, ru ruining the poor earth and... Um, I think, yeah, I think, you know, we that we close our eyes and and that's the end. That's the what end. What about you? Oh, I'm probably more in line with Dolly Parton's thinking uh, on life after right. death. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm probably more in tune with, with, uh, with what Dolly would say. Um, but, yeah, it's a fascinating one, isn't it? Death. Death, death, death. Uh, in, uh, bizarre way to end the podcast, I feel. Yes, that's uh, what I was like. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. I think you summed it up really beautifully. That was um, exactly right, yeah. 
Yeah, it's um, it's 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 it is it is one of these things that makes you think actually, uh, and mm. for me actually thinking about I don't how can I say I don't find thinking about death morbid because I'm not afraid of it, um, but I do find it's it's sobering and I do find it focuses you um, on the present. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I I and I actually find I find it comforting I suppose in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm slightly nuts in that way. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's um, maybe it's a question of faith. I, I, I'm not a philosopher. I genuinely couldn't tell you. But um, yeah, fascinating, fascinating. Yeah, Caroline. Listen, apart from the bizarre ending, um, <laughs> it's been. A, I actually quite like the bizarre ending. I quite like the, the weirdness of the questions that get come that come out of the question box. Um, if people want to reach out, if people want to find out more about Two Scoops, what's the best way to reach you? And best one, right? Yes. So best way to get hold of us, if you just go uh, twoscoops.co.nz, um, you can, on, on the, the people's page, there's um, my e- uh, emails there, my um, uh, LinkedIn profiles there. So reach out and have it, you know, talk to us about how you can kind of um, find the positivity in what you're doing and um, even just have a chat, you know, um, we love to talk about it. This is our world. So we'd love to talk, or if you're doing similar work um, or want to get into this kind of work, we just love to talk about good things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, website um, is best or find Car- Caroline Paulson on LinkedIn and um, it's another probably quick, easy way to find me. Fantastic. Fantastic. And we will, of course, link to Caroline's information on the show notes as well, which you can get along for free, along with a transcript at pushtobemore.com. Or they come into your inbox if you're on the newsletter email list. Uh, Caroline, thank you so much for joining me. Really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, I have so many more questions, um, uh, as I'm sure the listeners do. Like, how do you stay positive and all those kind of things? But time is against us a little bit. Um, but thank you for coming on all the way from New Zealand. Loved, loved, loved the conversation. Thank you, Matt. It was an absolute pleasure. Fantastic. So there you have it. What a great conversation. Huge thanks again to Caroline for joining me today. And also a big shout out to today's show sponsor, Orion Media. If you're wondering whether hosting a podcast is a good marketing strategy for your business, do connect with them at orionmedia.com, A-U-R-I-O-N media.com. They will help answer your questions and they've got one or two services that I think are going to help you. Uh, and of course, they will be linked on the Push To Be More website as well. But that's orientmedia.com. Now, be sure to follow the Push To Be More podcast wherever you get your podcast from because we've got yet more great conversations lined up and I don't want you to miss any of them. And in case no one has told you yet today, you are awesome. Yes, you are just awesome. Uh, it's a burden you have to bear. You created awesome. True for Caroline, it's true for me, it's true for you. Just gonna have to bear it. Now, Push to Be More is produced by Orion Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favorite podcast app. The team that makes this show possible is Sadat Bain on Estella Robin, Tanya Hutzelak, and our theme music was written by Josh Edmondson. As I mentioned, if you would like to read the transcript or the show notes, head over to the website pushtobemore.com. Uh, where if you haven't done so already, sign up to the newsletter because now that's it from me that's it from caroline thank you so much for joining us have a fantastic week wherever you are in the world i will see you next time